Welcome to the Uncomfortable Truth Podcast, hosted by the rock star of consulting, Alan Weiss. Be prepared to have your beliefs challenged and your behaviors questioned. Welcome back to the Uncomfortable Truth. Today I want to talk about censorship behind the scenes, and it's a little bit scary. Uh, there's a wonderful author, really, named Erin uh, Hildebrand, Ellen Hildebrand, and uh, she writes books about Nantucket, where she lives. And I'm in Nantucket right now, and I've read almost all of her books, uh, and most of them have been excellent. But the last three or four, not so much. It seems like she's either running out of patience or running out of ideas. It's just not the same. And uh, some people agree with me, but a lot of people don't. And her latest book is called Five Star Weekend, and it's way up there in the bestseller list. And uh, it's got a 4.5 average out of five on Amazon. So in, in all fairness, a lot of people love the book. I don't. And there were quite a few of us, you know, 20 or 30 people, whatever, who wrote one and two star reviews of it. Uh, and um, Amazon put my review up. I'm a verified reviewer. And they said, thank you so much, as they usually do. And then they said, a day later, we took your review down. And here's what they wrote to me. Hello, thank you for submitting a review of the Five Star Weekend. We are sorry you did not have a positive experience. We investigated your concerns about product authenticity, and the information we have indicates that the product you received was authentic. As a result, we removed the review you submitted. This ensures that customer reviews remain as accurate as possible for the benefit of future customers. We appreciate your input and hope you will continue to submit valuable feedback about your experience shopping on Amazon. Thank you. Now, what authenticity are they talking about? I never mentioned authenticity. What I talked about was the fact that the characters were paper thin, the plot was kind of stupid, the end was implausible. I won't ruin it for those of you who want to read it, perhaps, but I suggest you don't. Uh, and uh, there was nothing ad hominem about it. I didn't attack the author. I simply said it wasn't a good book. Stuff happens, right? So after this, I wrote a scaled down version. I wrote about a third of a review, a third of the length of the first one. Uh, I was careful, careful about wording, and I said, it just wasn't a good book for the reasons aforementioned, uh, and that I would advise people not to get it, as did a whole bunch of other people who didn't like the book. Well, Amazon said, thank you again, and the next day it said, uh, most popular recent review for that book. Okay, the day after that, they sent me the same letter. They found I thought it was inauthentic, the book, but the book is authentic, and so they took down that review. So I've taken to the podcast here to tell you in the first place, you know, don't buy this book, but that's up to you. You can read a lot of the positive reviews and see what you think. Uh, but I'm a veteran reviewer. I never mentioned authenticity. Uh, and I think that someone from the publisher or the author's staff is trying to mute negative reviews in the media, including Amazon, and the sources are going along with it. And this is the world we're living in today nonsensical responses from automated programs that distort and high free speech, or from stupid staffers, you name it. My critique, you know, was purely literary. I noted the weaknesses in the book and the writing, but nothing in terms of a personal attack. And so I've been told since then by someone in the industry that uh, Hildebrand and her, uh, Ms. Hildebrand uh, and her people, often intercede when they find negative reviews. And in some cases, she's actually appeared on some internet forums and complained about a negative review, citing how hard it is to write and you want to give people a chance to read the work and in general not give a negative review. Now, 
I see her around here at times in, uh, in Nantucket. Uh, she's a superstar here. Uh, I see her at an art gallery sometimes that we frequent, and she seems like a perfectly nice person. However, we tend to see a lot of this stuff. Uh, we tend to see re uh, negative reviews for products and services and all kinds of things uh, that don't stay where we place them. Uh, we tend to see a lot of positive reviews that I suspect are provided uh, by people who are paid to give them. They don't seem legitimate to me because I have the product or I've tried the service and the praise is just too effusive and it seems like they really don't know what they're talking about. Uh, we also have the fact that it's very difficult, despite all the uh, introduction, not introduction, invitations, uh, to share um, experiences and to provide survey responses and so forth and so on, that our feedback just isn't taken uh, for just isn't taken seriously at all. It's taken for granted, and merely asking for feedback is their way of trying to placate customers and guests and clients, rather than actually listen to the feedback. And if you've ever complained, for example, uh, to an airline. Um, you'll find that they are notoriously tone-deaf uh, to this kind of thing. You know, recently, uh, I wrote a letter to the CEO of Ready Refresh Water. They provide, you know, home water in bottles for coolers, for dispensers. Uh, they picked up after Poland Spring, I think Ready for Refresh is owned by Nestle, but Poland Spring got into a scandal years ago because somebody found out that the water they were using was not really the spring water they promised, it was regular groundwater. I don't know how true that is, but that's what I read. <clears throat> so Ready Refresh picks up and they pick up our account and things started to change. They were not as responsive. And uh, we asked them to deliver water sooner than the next regularly scheduled visit they had, which was a few weeks away. We've done that scores of times in the past. You can't really predict how much water you use. Uh, and I was connected to a woman in the Philippines who could barely speak English and who told me in seven different ways why it was impossible. It had been done in the past, but now it's impossible. So I wrote a letter to the president, to the CEO, FedExed it, never heard back from him. I hired another company, and in that letter I told him he was fired. I hired another company that's quite good, uh, and uh, I got a call from the Ready Refresh CEOs, uh, you know, one of these assistants who run around just answering letters that the CEO's too busy or too arrogant to answer. Uh, and she said, what can I do for you? I'd be happy to help you. Well, I already fired them. And I called her back twice to alert her to the fact she needn't bother. And of course, both times she was not there and I left a message and she didn't get back to me. This is what we're seeing these days. We're seeing a pretend sensitivity to the public but it's not real. I mean, let's face it. If the airlines really listen to feedback, and we get these surveys all the time, hotels are famous for surveys. Even restaurants want these reviews. If they were really serious about listening to their patrons and their customers and their guests, wouldn't they make some changes? Wouldn't they make the boarding process better on an airline? Wouldn't they improve the legroom and the quality of the food, which everybody complains about? You know, I saw a funny photo uh, on the internet the other day. It was uh, in, from the 50s, one of these old four-prop Boeing passenger planes. Uh, I don't know what they called it, a straddle cruiser or a straddle liner, but, you know, uh, the women had dresses and hats and heels on and the men had suits and ties uh, because that's how you traveled back then. Uh, and they were sitting two abreast. It was one class. 
Uh, and down the aisle came uh, two flight attendants, a stewardess at the time, uh, and they were serving what looked like um, rack of lamb or some kind of prime beef, I don't know, with potatoes and drinks and the whole business. And the caption under it was the woman, the passenger speaking to the man with her, and she said, imagine how glamorous this will be 50 years from now. And of course, it's gone the wrong way. So I think that, again, I am not part of a conspiracy culture believer, but I do think that the mass media are subject to certain pressures and don't afford a fair chance at feedback and will often quash or squelch or otherwise not provide the airing of legitimate criticism and bad reviews and they had quote a recent show on, that was streaming, Beef. And I think that's unfortunate uh, because I think we're all cheated by it. And so I don't believe there are dark forces behind this, but I think there are a lot of bad decisions behind it. A lot of lousy algorithms and a lot of people with no discretion just doing what they're told and saluting. Uh, and you and I don't have much of a choice about that. So again, I am not saying there are deep, dark forces behind this, but I am saying Amazon order will allow somebody to critique a book without anyone interceding so that a review is moved, removed. And I think that all of us deserve fairer and better treatment than that. In fact, I think that especially the social media ought to be treated as public utilities and regulated the same way. What do I know? I hope this gets to you and nobody erases it. You've been listening to The Uncomfortable Truth with Alan Weiss. For free access to Alan's newsletters, audio and video resources, and for information about his global events and coaching communities, please visit alanweiss.com. Thanks for listening. Keep the faith.